The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbeam, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. Right, guys, as you heard from our friend Rick, I am Mighty Joe Morin alongside Carl Carafel, and on top of that, we have from over at Love Wrestling, we have one of the beards from Between Two Beards, JPJ. Welcome to Turnbuckle Talk, sir. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. Very excited uh, to be here. Um, I've been listening for a while now since I've been involved with Love Wrestling, and I met you, Joe. I've been listening. It's a great show. Um, I kind of reached out saying, hey, whenever... You can get me on there. I'd love to be a part of it, and I'm glad we worked out. I'm very excited to be here, and I'm very excited that from – I think this is, this is the first one that the audio and podcast feed of your show, of Turnbuckle Second one. Pod, yeah. will be on Love Wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Super excited. Yeah. Super excited. For sure, man, and we're, and we're happy to be here. But before we get into all of our topics here, gentlemen, uh, we do want to talk about something. Um, we have been – pushing big and it's it's been absolutely fantastic um and i will put up the, the link on our screen here uh, on our ticker on the bottom here and since carl and uh, jpj you're really good at these two you guys are better at the doing these things than i am i will let you guys run with this one to talk about the this fantastic thing called the trevor project because over at love wrestling um we've just been like killing it and, and i think we're going to reach our goal rather quickly here boys yes i believe so too yeah yeah, I mean, every, everybody knows that this month is Pride Month, and we here as well celebrate that. For those of you that don't know, I have a child that is transgender. There we go. It's out there. Whatever. And I love it. And I love my child so much. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Love is love. And with that, we are helping to give back as well over with the Love Wrestling brand. And it's super simple. Even if it's $1, it doesn't matter what you guys donate. Go and donate if you can for us. The link is down, scrolling down there. It is donate.tiltify.com slash at lovewrestlingca slash Trevor Project. Donate.tiltify.com slash at lovewrestlingca slash Trevor Project. That's where you guys go. And uh, JPJ, tell us about the goals and how close we are right now, if you could. Yeah. Uh, so our goal, we wanted to raise $1,000 uh, 
throughout the month. And I don't have the exact figure, but I do know that we are over $700 already. <laughs> so we are pushing three quarters of the way there. And today is June 7th. So I felt very positive as I've been touting it on my social medias and my shows on Love Wrestling. I've been saying that we were going to crush this goal. Uh, and I think that might come true. I think that <laughs> might come true. I think we might pass yeah. this thing real, real soon. Uh, I agree. So like everyone said, go to the link. Even share it if you can't donate. Just make, a, make it known. Make it aware. And let's try to literally crush this goal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have it on uh, on the bottom. We'll keep it up for the majority of the show, except for maybe like um, when we uh, give some of our other uh, promos and plugs and whatnot. But we'll keep that ticking across there. So like throughout the entire show, like Carl said, like even if you want to do without uh, your Tim Horns coffee for one day, um, just um, to, to pitch in for a little bit, every little bit is uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, like I said, you know, it, it's um, suicide is not only an issue in. Uh, j- just for, for everybody, I mean, you know, especially amongst, you know, people that, uh, you know, that are gay, bi, transgender, what have you, um, it, it's a universal issue. And uh, this is to, like I said, this is all to, um, it's just, it's a great, it, it, dude, like, I know I'm kind of gushing a little bit on this, but just like it, it's, the amazing thing is, you know, like JPJ said, you know, we're, we're nailing this goal probably close to like within a week of this thing. And it just shows you like what kind of a great community, not only just um, in professional wrestling, it seems, but like, especially with our love wrestling um, family, like it just, it seems like our, our personalities and our viewers and listeners along have just uh, been killing it. Yeah. And the thing, and I think the thing that's good is right. Like there is this rhetoric because it's true, but like wrestling fans get a bad rap sometimes because a lot of wrestling fans aren't you know, the ones that you see on social media, you know, like you always see people saying the worst part of wrestling are the fans, you know, and things like that, because some wrestling fans are, you know, so I feel like when you see something like this and you see a wrestling community of fans donate like they have been showing up for this, it, it makes you know that there are good people in this community and it makes you happy that we're doing as well with this as we are so soon, you know? Well, boys, speaking of shitty wrestling fans, to transition right into our first topic, <laughs> uh, because like you said, you know, there are a lot of great wrestling fans out there, but there are some shitty, some douchebag wrestling fans out here. And uh, it seems as though one of these uh, individuals took it upon themselves to help themselves to some things from ye old WWE Thunderdome. Um, like, this is like... Um, what happened to security, Carl? You 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 work in the yeah. security business. What's uh, what's the deal here, brother? <laughs> That's hard. You know what? Because uh, especially when um, you know the whole last twenty twenty year, everything that happened. Right. I'll speak for security itself. Um, we got overwhelmed, and when things got shut down, even the testing for a security license was shut down. So nobody could go and apply for it. Nobody could go and get it. Nobody could do the testing for it. And we couldn't hire anybody for security as well. So because of that, security seemed to be uh, very few and far between when it came to all these different places. And then a lot of places thought, you know what? We can get away with not having 10 security personnel, we can get away with only having five security personnel. And now I think we're starting to see a little bit of the repercussions of not hiring back those extra people. So, I mean, security, it can't be everywhere 
all at the same time, right? So while security has gone off to check one section of a building, that other section of the building that they just came from is open and vulnerable. Is it possible, as our friend Don Lewis in the chat is saying here, uh, inside job? Uh, could it be somebody, maybe like a production worker, ring crew, or what's going? What, what, do you, what do you guys think? What do you think, JPJ? Is this an inside deal? I mean, it, uh, we're purely speculating at this point. I know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it could be. I mean, the you know, I would assume when we're talking about security, like Carl. Well, I, there's a lot of people backstage at those shows, right? Like yeah. there's agents, there's people working there, there's security, there's camera guy, there's people everywhere, the talent, you know, business, there's people everywhere. So, you know, who knows? It could have been an inside job. Maybe it was someone who knew somebody got invited backstage and he was like, okay, I'm taking, yeah, I found where this is. I'm going to wait till nobody's around. And I'm taking it. Or maybe someone, maybe security did stop him and he was like, oh no, I'm an agent over here. And security's like, Okay. Like I don't I don't think security is paid yeah. to dive in to see, you know, what's yeah. going on. Like they're just there to make sure nothing bad happens, you know? So it could be a lot of things. Um what it did look like in the picture though, if anybody's seen the picture, is like it looked like he had belts, like championship yeah. titles. Um, at least from the size of it. Um yeah. so I'm wondering since it's at the Thunderdome, I you know, they haven't had a t fans there. No. So I don't think they would just have the merch out and about. Right. So like, it makes me wonder, like, did he steal some like actual Oof. championship titles? Oof. You know, that it's happened be, before. Uh, it's happened yeah. before. The, the only other time I could think of is, well, and it wasn't even really theft, but like, was it when Jericho lost the, Jericho, right? <laughs> lost the AEW yeah. championship because he was yeah. having a little too much of the bubbly, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> damn. I like, mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's pure speculation, yeah. like you said. At this point, it's it's yeah. we can get as crazy with the stories as we want, right? But yeah, I mean, I'm just, I guess I'm I I can't even fathom like how, how do you come up with that idea? Like, oh, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna sneak into the Thunderdome and I'm taking stuff. Like, it's yeah. like what? I don't I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know where it might come from. A and E. May oh, yeah, the show with their show that they've got going on, Most Wanted Treasures. Oh, oh I want to be part of that show too. I'm going to grab something from the performance center, yeah. and then oh, they're going to have to contact me for it, and nobody's going to be any the wiser. Yeah, that's right. A good one. That's, that's a good one. I didn't even think yeah. of that. Yeah, just kind of hold yes. it hostage and then like ask for a ransom. You know, hey, I've got uh, the the WWE Championship. Uh, give me yeah. some money, and you can have it back. Yeah, uh, like I mean, I, like, like, like I, I said, let's like say we're purely spitballing based off of nonsense, really. But uh, uh, it's to me like it's still just like it, it, it's something that's very surprising that could happen with the caliber of one of these shows. And I yeah. guess it's maybe exposed, you know, because like you said, you know, we've been without fans and you know, maybe we've gotten a little lax in the security end of things. So maybe this is a wake up call. Good timing because, you know, we are going to be having fans back soon. So yeah. uh, let's get our shit together for lack of a better term. Mm. That's right. I don't want to let this go by without saying this. Brian, yes. thank you so much you. for coming by. I appreciate you greatly. And then this here, our friend Don, <laughs> That's Mission Impossible moves right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, definitely crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm so crazy. Very, very well put. All right, well, I want to move on to another uh, topic here. That uh, it, it, it's, I mean, we've been talking about it for a little while now, and I'm just I'm searching on it. I'll let you introduce uh, the topic here, Carl, while I pull up the information. Actually, you know what? I've already got it in front of me. 
<laughs> doing, right, doing, doing, doing stuff live, folks. Uh, <laughs> things can be unpredictable. All right. So we're, of course, we've been, we haven't actually had a chance to really talk about here on Termical Talk with all the releases that have happened. Um, I know there's been a lot of speculation and a lot of people, not necessarily with the most amount of knowledge kind of talking about this. And I thought we would uh, look at one of the, the better minds, especially business-wise when it comes to the professional wrestling business, to see what he has to say about uh, these releases and what's kind of behind them. And I figured that we'd talk about it here with you guys. So that right from uh, the 83 Weeks podcast, right from Mr. Eric Bischoff. Uh, if you're a publicly held company and you're an officer of the company and you're the chairman of that company, guess what your number one job is when you get up every single morning to make money for your shareholders. That is called a fiduciary responsibility. That's Vince's job, to make money for his shareholders. And guess what? If it looks like he's not paying attention to details, if it looks like he doesn't have the best interest of his investors in mind, if it looks like he has a bloated talent budget and it makes no sense to have 300 people under contract where in the last six weeks you've only used 78 of them. Maybe somebody said, hey, Vince, I think we better take a long look at our roster because it looks like we're man- we're not managing like we're not managing it very well. Um, well said. I think that uh, you know I'm I'm inclined to uh, really kind of like what what Eric said there makes complete sense. I mean, it really does seem like it was just purely a business move. Um, is it linked with a possible sale? Very, very, very possible. You know, like you had mentioned when we talked about on the the Love Wrestling Reacts, Carl, of basically like a list of what companies tend to to do when they're about to sell. Um, all the uh, the boxes are checked off, sir. Um, so. And Eric put it very well. I think uh, like somebody uh, close to Vince was like, "Hey, you know what? You know, if we are going to sell, you know, we need to make this as valuable as, as we can, and uh, some cuts have to be made. Not necessarily budget cuts, because I think people saw that word budget cuts, and that's not really kind of accurate. We're not talking about budget. We're talking about like the overall package, like I said, for the shareholders." The released talents were told that it was due to budget cuts. Yeah. So that's where the whole budget cuts thing comes yeah. in. Um, People, please listen to Eric Bischoff. No matter what you think about him and anything that he has done in the past with any other professional wrestling company, this guy knows his shit. Mm -hmm. Okay? So Mm -hmm. if Eric Bischoff says something, and if you listen to his podcast, the 83 Weeks podcast, listen to what he's doing because he knows what he's talking about. And this here is 100% a clear example of how amazingly business-minded this man is to realize and understand this. So, I mean, we're not just talking out of our ass here <laughs> when we uh, bring you anything from Love Reacts or anything here on this program as well. We're not talking out of our ass because we listen to the proper people, not Meltzer, but we listen to <laughs> Eric Bischoff. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I, I I think he's spot on with it. JPJ, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree with both of you. I, I think it's – I feel like right when AEW was starting and stuff, WWE went on this massive, we got to sign everybody. We're signing everybody. Yeah. And they tried to. They, and, they saw, and they signed a lot of people. Uh, and then you saw shortly after, a year and a half later, COVID happens and they don't, they're not using these people and people, you know. So at some point – 
like Bischoff said, you can't have 300 people there if you're not even using 100 people. That makes no sense. You are literally just wasting payroll, you know, and it's it sounds simple when you put it that way, uh, but it is. It's simple business. Now, it sucks as a wrestling fan. It sucks. I don't want and, you know, these were big names. The last two, you know, release packages like groups um, have been on the bigger side of names like big names. So I think that was what was startling to most people like, whoa, these are. Big time people. Um, but yeah, when you look at it from a purely business sense, which Bischoff is a businessman, it sounds simple because it is. You need, yeah. you you're, if you're just wasting money, that means if you let people go, sadly, there's more money to be made. And that's what the job is if you're running a business is to make as much money as you can. <laughs> because for, for myself, yeah. like just a, a, as surprising, like a, as some of the names that were released were, you know, like Strowman, like Alistair Black, for, for me, probably even as much or even more than that, what surprised me even more of like how many like respected um, journalists and everything in the wrestling business really were looking at this through like a wrestling mark kind of standpoint saying, oh, well, how could they have get rid of that uh, person? Like they, they were going at strictly from an emotional point of view, like as a wrestling fan, whereas you know, like looking at it from the business aspect, like, like for me, like I said, you know, it, it makes complete sense. I had that initial kind of knee jerk reaction as well. Yeah. But then like at, at the same time, you know, when you, when you look at how it all kind of unfolded, like as soon as I kind of said, I was like, it's strictly a business move. It's nothing personal. as a chairman of a company like that. You can't operate like that. You can't just, um, go off of like emotions and like, Oh, well, I like this person over this person. Like that. If you're going to be a successful business, you can't operate that way. You have to do like what Eric said, what's best for your shareholders, mm-hmm. regardless yeah. of whether, you know, uh, somebody, you, whether you like somebody over somebody else, it just, yeah. it, it's at the end of the day, it's all about the money. Yeah. And those shareholders, a lot of them, like you don't, they're probably, they don't care. A lot of them probably don't they, even like wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Like they don't care about anything <laughs> Let's be whether their investment is working out or not. And if it ain't working out, they're going to let the guy in charge know you need to fix it because this ain't working out. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, it's just the way it works, sadly. it's And like I said, it stinks for yeah. us, the wrestling fan side of us, because we are all huge fans, right? Yeah, so the wrestling fan side of us, mm-hmm. it stinks. Yeah. Um, when you look at it from a logical standpoint, the moves make sense as puzzling as they are on the, on the surface, yeah. they make sense. Yeah. So for sure. Now going from releases to, I wonder, s- go ahead, girl. I, I, I wonder how many of them got um, their stuff in a bag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The trash. Uh, yeah. Bag. Yeah. 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 I, I'm going to say maybe zero. <laughs> I, I'm hoping it this was this time zero. around. I'm going to, I'm going to probably say <laughs> I would not a nice WWE duffel bag. Be surprised uh. if some of them got in the trash bag, but like I said, going from releases to a, a signee to, to one that, that, uh, I, I guess was a little bit of a surprise, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, the school of thought where like, I just, one of the things that drives me crazy in the internet wrestling community, especially these days on social media, is like whenever everybody catches wind of somebody leaving anywhere at this point, they're like, AEW, AEW, AEW. You know, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, this guy actually ended up going to AEW. Yeah, and I was legitimately surprised because I actually thought he was going to um, stick around in, in uh, not New Japan, over in, uh, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. But uh, Andrade showing up 
in AEW, yeah, signed a deal, and it looks like he has aligned himself with, I think, uh, given, you know, watching his run in WWE, given that he wasn't the greatest promo of all time, he has aligned himself with Vicky Guerrero. I think that that is the perfect move. I mean, you want, especially if he's going to be that bad guy, who better, like, if you want to have somebody who's similar but still different as well, to have that annoying, bitchy Vicky Guerrero as your manager, it's it's genius. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy with that. I I was I was fearful that um, anybody else leaving the WWE and after the 90 days, then signing with AEW. I'm still fearful of this. I do not want to see anyone else join Team Taz, and I've been so <laughs> scared with that. Every single time I hear even rumblings about somebody making their way possibly over there. And I think uh, this move here with Vicky Guerrero was 100% best move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Guerrero name is a legendary name in professional wrestling. So automatic heat. She even had it on Friday when the show was on Friday this week. She had it on Friday when she came out. She was doing the excuse me screaming, doing the thing, and everyone was eating it up and booing the crap out of her like we always do. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then she gets this guy coming out, Andrade, and he looks like a million dollars. Great yeah. suit, great look. We all know what he can do in the ring. We all know, and he's an automatic main eventer. Automatic main eventer. And yeah, like if that guy's available and he wants to sign with you, like you, yeah, you're signing him. Yeah. And now with the Omega thing, with the triple a match that was already announced, now you can get that in AEW and you know, the forbidden door, you know, all these things that AEW does that allows Andrade to possibly fight other people from elsewhere too. So there's see, so many things, you know, see that that's where, uh, like my, like spider sense started tingling when you said that, right? Because, um, <laughs> given that I'm uh, a big New Japan fan that's you know, secret around here and over at Love Wrestling, yeah. um, you have to keep in mind, Andrade is one of the founding members of Los Ingobernables de Japón. So, you know, given that there's still potential, given, uh, hopefully, uh, not hopefully, but, you know, given that the WWE New Japan thing, if that doesn't happen, you know, then we could still do the stuff with, AEW New Japan, you know, then you can start in, uh, incorporating um, Los Ingobernables in uh, in AEW, which I think would be really interesting, given that we have kind of that Bullet Club aspect kind of going on as well, so that, that can trickle over to North America and uh, could be very interesting, very yeah, interesting, hundred percent. And um, there's so many matches just in AEW alone that I want, you know, like obviously it's already booked in the AAA run, but like Andrade and Omega, Andrade and Pac. I would love to see Andrade and Ray Phoenix. Mm, and yeah. like, there's so many matches that he can have that already. And then, like you said, if he goes to New Japan and he has all those guys and even Impact, there's a few matches. I, I'd like, I want, you know, he's one of those guys that you want to watch wrestle all the time, Andrade. Yeah. And there's so many people that he could, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was all in it. And I think the pairing with Vicky is great. Um, I did hear, hear some rumblings of like people saying nothing. You know, but they were like, "What if AEW now goes after Tia Trinidad as well?" Mm. And I was yeah. like, "Well, I mean, that would be a natural pairing as well." Obviously, we've seen it. Um, but I love the Vicky, the Vicky 
pairing. Yeah. I think that's very smart on their behalf yeah. to do that. He did, you know, it was a very short promo. Yeah. He just cut one line, but his English was fine in the one line. And now yeah. again, you got to see a long form promo or a longer one and see, you know, but I every report you've ever read said that he was working his ass off to improve his English. Yeah. You know, like that's going true. to pressers, answering questions just to practice, you know, like Yeah. So, you know, and again, one line, but he delivered it pretty damn good. I was pretty convinced like, oh, yeah, his English sounded fine there. So we'll see. But I, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm all on board. Andrade's awesome. For so. sure. Um, our friend, uh, Mr. Richard Bronson Vickery, not as, as kind, uh, <laughs> but again, um, I highly respect Mr. Richard Bronson Vickery. He does our intro every single week. Um, so I have to keep that in mind as well. But uh but um, but yeah, he feels that it, uh, it wasn't anything kind of special. It's fair enough, dude. Uh, but like I said, uh, I think give him time. I, I think that, uh, like I said, I think that the, the pairing will work. And then I think once people see him in the ring again, I think uh, he should win some people over. Uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, and we'll yeah. kind of see how that uh, unfolds because I'm, I'm very curious. And I'm thinking right here as well that our friend... Ryan, welcome back. Ryan, thank you so much for being here with us. Hopefully he learns a lesson from his time in WWE and buys Babel so he can actually communicate to the audience. Who knows? Babel. He might have already done so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have to agree with that as well. Um, as long as he continues to uh, work on that, I think that we can really do amazing things. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure, for sure. Um, the other um, AEW needs Prince Puma. Um, yeah, I guess that would be, uh, that was Ricochet. Um, yeah. Another one of those guys that, uh, I'm actually surprised that he wasn't included in, in those, uh, in those releases. Uh, they must still yeah. kind of see something in him. Uh, RBV saying uh, great signing, nothing against the talent. It's on creative. Um, yeah. well, I, I, we've definitely, I think we've all, uh, voiced a little bit of displeasure with some AEW creative, well, you know, it is still a very, very new company. I'm not ready to write them off just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, once they get more fans kind of back in the arenas on a regular basis, I think we'll see the, the booking and the stuff kind of improve. Because I think, you know, during the, the COVID, I think they fell into the kind of the, the trap. You know, we even saw a lot of the talents at ringside. Instead of really trying to appeal to the fans, I think that they were just kind of booking to Marco to themselves. That's the impression yeah. that I got with AEW during that time period. But, you know, time will tell. I also think that this was a taped show as well, and there was a lesser crowd too. So, like, it does look like it, yeah. There was no, you know, there was no music, no nothing on the screen. So he just kind of walked out, and like once they knew it was him, you did hear like the next level of roar from the crowd. Um, But I think at first, because of the recording and because of the smaller crowd, it didn't kind of pop on the screen. Like when Andrade shows, like if you were envisioning Andrade showing up in AEW, you're envisioning like a huge, like oh my god moment and it just didn't seem that way because of how it was presented slightly you know what i mean once they knew it was him once he was in the ring cutting the promo everybody was sucked in but the first initial like oh my god that's andrade it was like i don't think half the crowd knew what was going on it just seemed like a little duller than it should have been you know for sure for sure all right going back briefly to some wwe stuff SummerSlam is coming to las vegas and it is going to be happening on August 21st, which guess what, folks? That is Mighty Joe's birthday. So SummerSlam is going to be happening on oh, my yeah. birthday. So uh, we're, we're going, going back. Right? It's going to be a big show, hopefully. And <laughs> WWE, it's going to be on my birthday. You guys 
better put on a good friggin' show. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, Saturday night. Night. Yeah. You, know, you know how it would be a great show? Yeah. It would be an amazing show if it were, oh, wait, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, from our non-sponsored friends over at Dr. Pepper, <laughs> if they were to sponsor SummerSlam, <laughs> it would be amazing. Remember go. our friends, our non-sponsored friends over at Dr. Pepper. Go and grab one. Yeah, there you go. Let Carl take a swig <laughs> of the old Dr. Pepper. Uh, Richard Brunswick Vickery saying, uh, should run vignettes until larger cr- crowds came, uh, have them on the beach with a, a shadow. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be, uh, v- be cool. v- that would have uh, won me over and probably some other people as well. Yeah. But yep, yeah, uh, and the thing I want to really talk about with SummerSlam, though, is I hope that they start building soon. It starts, like, d- don't do this typical thing what they've been doing lately, like two, three weeks trying yeah. to cram in a build SummerSlam back with fans like let's push this thing let's promote the hell out of it let's start building the storylines mm-hmm. yesterday yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right SummerSlam's would- supposed to be one of the big four WWE shows of the year let's get back to that please I I'm I'm hoping the fans coming back might give them a little extra motivation because they knew fans were going to be at WrestleMania. Not a lot, 25 grand, still a good, the biggest they had in 14 months, whatever it was a year. Um, They knew they were having fans at mania and they still had a lot of those programs built in two or three weeks. (laughs) And WrestleMania is WrestleMania. So I'm hoping that they know it's going to be a big crowd, like huge first real monster crowd back that we get, you know, I understand, you know, money in the banks, a popular pay-per-view like that's coming up soon, but like, yeah. we don't have to wait until August 1st to start promoting re- SummerSlam matches for August 21st. Like, you know, like let's start slowly, like small little hints at things and then weave them in and out. You can start that literally this week or next week, whatever you want to do. But like, I would love a couple matches to be built over a few months. That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, for- yeah, I, I think it definitely would be as, as well. I mean, you, everybody's right. We have to start building for it now. And I mean, you mentioned WrestleMania, and there really wasn't any big build to WrestleMania, but it's WrestleMania. That's kind of the mentality that they've yeah. been going with, right? It's WrestleMania. It sells itself. Not anymore, it doesn't. Great. SummerSlam doesn't sell itself. So we need to make sure that we're doing everything that we possibly can to sell this, especially for those people that are going to be traveling and going there for the show, where it's going to be live people there in the show. Not a Thunderdome type of situation. We're going to have actual people there. We need to do something to start building. I would say within the next two and a half, three weeks, yeah. there needs to it needs to start then. Yeah, yeah, because they have a really cool venue there. It's a fairly new uh, stadium, and uh, they, they can um, like with on the field as well. They can get like seventy two thousand people there. Oh yeah, that, they, that yeah. I think be, they're planning to have a good amount of people. Uh, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. It's a, like I said, it's a, it's a new stadium. It's gorgeous looking. Uh, Let's see if we can cram that place. I mean, it just it's I've uh, just been longing to to see that big wrestling. You, like you guys here over here on Love Wrestling on a regular basis when Carl and I are looking back uh, on these matches at Turnbuckle Rewind, you always hear me go like, look at the crowd, man. I miss that. Right? Yeah. So let's get a nice you know. big back crowd in for SummerSlam on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hoping. Now, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I'm hoping because it, it is now they know it's your birthday. Yeah. that they're going to hook it up. Yeah, they, better, it up. they better. They yeah. better. 
They might not, though, as uh, put here by our friend RBV. Some WWE has already said that SummerSlam will be over before that night's Pacquiao fight. Short and sweet. Short and sweet is going to be that night. Which, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm really not Good. too mad at. Um, I mean... I want it three hours. Give me at least three yeah. hours because if it's yeah. a pay-per-view, I want it to be three. Don't give me anything shorter than your Monday Night Raw program. Mm-hmm. That's all I ask. Give me three hours. I'll be happy. 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 Yeah, I was going to say that's one of the things in the Thunderdome pandemic era that I hope kind of continues is they, they've they had shorter pay-per-views. There hasn't been, you know, there. I agree with you. I think if Monday Night Raw is going to be three hours every Week and I got, I understand commercials and there's no commercials. Not a, they do commercials on their own network, yeah. but like <laughs> there's not as many commercials. So like you know any two and a half, two forty five, three hours. Like that's a nice sweet window that you can get everything you need done in a pay per view. And like it's not I'm on the East Coast. It's not twelve. It's not midnight. Yeah. It's not past that on a Sunday where most people got to get up at, and go to work. You know so yeah. like. Shorter events, shorter pay-per-views. I hope that kind of continues through bringing people back, I yeah, think. like, And they tend to do it on their big show. You know, it drives me absolutely berserk. Maybe yeah, like I'm just a weirdo and this doesn't bother anybody else. But like WrestleMania and some of these other bigger WWE shows, what they do during that opening match, like typically during the opening entrance, is they'll cram in like a freaking Snickers ad or something like that during yeah. their entrance. I'm like, come on, guys. It's like where the show has started now. You had all that time on the pre-show and all that other crap to get your advertising in. Then knock it off, like especially during a wrestler's entrance. Like, I, like as a wrestler, I think I'd be kind of pissed if, like, I knew that you know on the pay per view on the live feed that like there's like a Snickers commercial happening during my entrance. I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah. It, we talk about Bischoff, okay? Bischoff going back to this whole business aspect of things. Yeah, true. Right. Right, so what can you charge more for? A Snickers ad on the actual pay-per-view or a Snickers ad on a pre-show that everyone in the world is going to be able to see for free on YouTube? You're going to be paying more to the company for your ad to be played on the actual show. Right? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, I don't run a business, and maybe that's why. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but who knows, man? All right, so you know what? Let us... Um, I don't know. I don't personally have any, but I'm hoping that my co-host has some here. So uh, we'll hit the uh, the uh, the video package here and see what we get. All right. So for our breaking news segment here on Turnbuckle Talk, I got absolutely buckus. I hope Carl's got something. <laughs> we have a new NWA Women's Champion. There you go, Camilla Brickhouse. Camilla winning that championship. Honestly, I was surprised. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I didn't, I honestly, I didn't see it. No. I did not see that coming. I thought that it was going to be probably about another uh, three months, four months out type of thing. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's right there. It's put on to, uh, it's put on to Camilla. Um, what are your thoughts on that, guys? Uh, let's start with uh, JPJ. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a regular N- uh, NWA viewer, but I, I, I did see the results of the pay-per-view and stuff like that. I think they've been building her for a little bit now, right, with yeah. all this and stuff like that. So do you think it has anything to do with maybe AEW going, uh, hey, I, we want Serena Deeb? 
So possibly, yeah, you know what I mean? Statement. Like she's been, yeah. I've, I, I feel like she's been involved in all the main AEW shows for mm-hmm. like a bit now. And arguably, and I think mighty Joe, I think this was your favorite match of the night of double or nothing. She arguably had one of, if not the best match of the night at the AEW pay-per-view. And it was on the pre-show yeah. last week. Yeah. That was my favorite, um, that was my favorite yeah. match from the show. The pre-show match. Yeah. yeah. So I could easily, maybe have seen maybe like Tony Khan just being like, Hey, like if you're going to do this, I would like Serena Deeb, you know, uh, and stuff like that. I don't, I know a little bit about Camille. I don't know a ton about Camille, um, a Camilla, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I know that her and Aldis and Aldis retained obviously in that terrible way that he did, but, um, I know they've been building them up. So if you, with your judgment that it should have been probably a tad longer, I'd probably go with that because yeah. I did read that some people did think it was a tad rust, uh, rushed. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I could see the argument on both sides of things, but uh, you know, given like her presence and the way that kind of builds her, it didn't surprise me, uh, not, uh, not at all. Um, is that um, you got anything else, Carl, or is that uh, going to be it? For well, her right there. Is, I don't oh, know oh, if anybody oh, else has that. read that yet, yeah. but let's see. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, he says, I, I thought it was time for uh, Camille to get the belt. Uh, but after watching the match between Deeb and Rio, I thought for sure they were going to keep it on Deeb. Yeah. I exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. Uh, I think the only other thing that I have got here is um, maybe something from Chris Jericho. Hmm who tweeted out, good luck tonight at Floyd Mayweather. After you whip Logan Paul's ass, I'll be waiting for you. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I think that that's really, really interesting. Um, I mean, the two of them actually had a brief little thing in the WWE in like 2008 um, where, you know, it was a little victory over the, uh, on like the pre-show before, you know, the WrestleMania and, and, and whatever. Right. So, um, it kind of, I mean, that was 2008. Uh, we're looking 2021 now. Can we maybe rekindle something there and then actually have them go out and have an actual boxing match just like we had between, um, you know, Mayweather and, and Logan Paul. Could we have that? I, I, I think we could, do I want to see it? No. I don't. <laughs> or you but could we see it? Yeah. Or you could do like a hybrid match, like with uh, what they did with uh, Ali and uh, Anoki. Mm-hmm. Right. We haven't yeah. we haven't uh, really done that gimmick in a while. I think Very even true. I think Jericho in that tweet he even tweeted the picture of him like he had the WWF yeah. the WWE mic and he was talking crap to Mayweather in the ring from whenever the last time they were you know were involved. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I could see AEW doing that. They did it with Tyson. Kind, of, they did it with Tyson. You know, they they seem to be. Tony Khan doesn't care about spending money to get these legends or mainstream people that have been involved with WWE and wrestling before onto his show. Now, uh, we yeah. saw it with Tyson. I would not be shocked at all. And you know, Mayweather, if there's money to be made, Mayweather's going to make his money. <laughs> he will make. He will do whatever. To make money. That's just the guy he is. Yeah. Uh, so I would not be shocked at all. <laughs> I would not be shocked at all. Our friend RBV saying, uh, Deeb argues arguably the best in the world right now. Omega Marks can suck on that. Um, <laughs> I feel you on that, brother. Uh, Serena Deeb is definitely one of the best women wrestlers on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think too many would argue with that statement. All right, boys. Considering, well, considering everything here with Jericho and Mayweather, okay, I think, I think to end all of that off, yep. 
It couldn't go any worse than his encounter with Mickey Rourke at WrestleMania 25. Oh, oh okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. That one is pretty poor, <laughs> I think. Mm, not good. Not good. All right, guys. Before we do our match of the week and our showstopper segment, let's take a bit of a brief break here and hear from our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com, and we will be right back. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, guys, Mighty Joe, Carl Carefell, and our friend JPJ back here on Termuckle Talk. And as you hear from our friend Al Snow, that if you use our promo code JK Podcast at the checkout, you will get 10% off your entire order there. Go and check them out. They have a ton of great merchandise, including that collar and elbow hat that is on Carl's head every single week of the show. That is right, everybody. Just like Mighty Joe said, there is so many great things that are over there. If you have not checked them out, please do so. Go there. Sign up for their newsletter that they've got, and you're going to get information as to every time a new drop happens. Follow them on their social media as well. You can find all of that at collarandelbowbrand.com. When you do make that purchase, remember that promo code JKPODCAST is going to get you that 10% off, but not only that, you're going to help support us and this podcast because we get a little bit of a kickback for every purchase that you make when you use our promo code. So we're giving back to you in 10% off. You give back to us a little bit and the world keeps turning and the world keeps turning. Absolutely. All right, boys, let us get to our Match of the Week segment. All right, so for our Match of the Week segment here, uh, I think I'm going to put him a bit on the spot here, as I typically do when we have a guest on this show. JPJ, what was your favorite match from this past week that was professional wrestling? All right. Um, I would say... <laughs> I think for me, the match I enjoyed the most, even though it got ruined by a schmaz finish, was the triple threat to start NXT with Pete nice. Dunn, uh, Gargano, and Kyle O'Reilly. Nice. I thought that was uh, it was as good as you would expect it to be from those three nice. guys, you know. Um, but I thought it was cool. Like WWE, for as much as we knock on them for stuff, they are great at booking multi-person matches. 
whether it's tag teams, women, doesn't matter. They're just good at it. Um, and this one I thought was booked a little differently. Usually, you know, the three people will get involved and then it's very one-on-one-ish and it'll go back and forth. This one had a ton of offense that involved all three guys throughout the most of the match. Yeah. And it, it was cool. I, I liked how all three guys were in the ring a lot, like doing stuff all like simultaneously involving each other. I thought it was very good. And like, obviously it was a schmoz finish. So the finish wasn't great, but like the Adam Cole coming back that whole thing, even though it ruined the match was awesome. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that and what it yeah. led to and just everything. So I think, I think that's my pick of at least for me, my match of the week. It's a great pick, and like I've said before on this program and everywhere that I've been, when it comes up with Pete Dunne, like since ever since like that cruiserweight or or that that champion uh, or whatever that they had there, and they were all kind of standing there, and uh, Regal was out there, and, and like Pete Dunne like went like out of his way to like make himself stand out, like attacking like other people, even like go after Regal himself, like he could have been this guy that just came in and just kind of faded into obscurity, but like he was like no, I was like I'm here, like I'm here to like make an impact. Uh, mm-hmm. pun intended um, and like I'm just not bullshitting around I'm here to be a star in this company like he went like out of his way to really stand out props to that dude man he Pete Dunn is uh, um, I enjoy the hell of watching that guy wrestle yeah yeah a he, beautiful young mind for the business yes he, um, yep um, no I was just gonna say um, he's one of my favorites in all of wrestling like he's in my top you know what three, whatever you want to call it. I love that guy. And his match with Tyler Bate from that takeover in Chicago is still one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. That's a good one. That's a very, very good one. Carl Carafel, what was your favorite match from this past week? It's going to be one that nobody else is going to pick, and I guarantee it. Why? Because it comes from OVW. If you guys have not seen the latest episode of OVW on their YouTube channel, go and check it out. Fantastic professional wrestling over there. And one of my favorite female stars right now was a part of it, and that brings us to my match of the week. We are looking at Danny Mio versus The Dream Girl, Ellie, I was so excited when I heard that Dream Girl was going to be there. Um, absolutely one of my favorites. I have watched uh, many different things that Dream Girl has done and, and stuff that she's done with our friend Miss Kim down in Ignite Wrestling as well. So very excited to see Ellie and John Loco. For those of you that don't know, they are a team called the International Superstars. Uh, both of them were on this latest edition of OVW TV, which was fantastic. The matchup between these two girls wasn't uh, okay. It wasn't like a uh, star-studded, like Trish Lita type of uh, matchup that went on, but they worked, yeah. which is a lot more than we can say for some of the female professional wrestling that is out there. These two girls actually went out there and put on a good show for us, and that's what I was happy about. So. Yeah. Super happy with everything that OVW's been doing lately, and even more excited that I might get to see more Dream Girl Ellie on OVW TV. That is my pick. Mighty Joe, we turn it over to you for your match of the week. Yeah, for sure. Um, my, mine's going to be completely different from everybody else as well. I, I think actually once uh, in the history of Turnbuckle Talk, have Carl and I picked the exact same match, like just out of the wild. I think it happened once, and like I literally like blew Carl's mind. But for me, for this week, uh, my match of the week is actually coming from uh, NWA when our shadow falls or our shadows fall. Sorry, yeah, the, the, the fall. Yeah, yeah the, the pay per view that just happened, and we're talking roster versus JTG. 
awesome match. Like not not something that's gonna like blow everybody away, but just like it was, it was a match that just like it, it's like still like and I even think in his WWE uh, days, like when I see JTG, like I just I, I see somebody who can be like a legit star. Um, and NWA, I just I never really expected to kind of see him there, and uh, just it was really really cool to see him and Roster Gulada. It was it was just like it, like I said, not like a five star match, but just a good solid professional wrestling match that I just I was able to sit back and enjoy and not dissect the hell out of it. And that's always a win for, uh, for Marty Joe. If you can entertain me and not have me dissecting the hell of your matches, you have succeeded. So, and that's exactly what it boils down yeah. here. People, it doesn't have to be a five-star matchup that you have even for your matchup of the week, your match of the week and our match of the week is whatever matchup we were the most excited about, the most intrigued with, the most enthralled with. As long as we enjoyed that matchup, that's how it becomes our match of the week. For sure. And since Carl did make a a mention with our friends over at OVW, before we do our showstopper segment, you know what? We'll do a double header here. Since we mentioned both OVW and our friends over at Ignite Wrestling, we will play their ads back-to-back here, and we'll get to our showstopper segment. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but you'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No! Will it be better? Yes! And I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane! OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> So there we go, a little word from our friends over at OVW. I always love playing that commercial. And, of course, uh, our friend uh, Kim Arlip over there with Ignite Wrestling. Carl, we are overdue to have Kim back on uh, on the show, given that they're uh, oh, yeah. basically running at full tilt down there. We definitely need to schedule her to get on. Uh, I've been looking forward to talking to her. She's kind of how she's doing because it's, uh, things are yeah. looking up uh, for the wrestling scene down there in Florida. Definitely, we will need to figure out and find out when her next show is and have her on maybe three weeks Two weeks, three weeks yeah. before that, yeah. so that we can help her plug that for all of us in Canada as well, who can watch everything that happens, Ignite Wrestling, on their YouTube channel. Uh, this last show that she just did, she broke it up into different segments, so each matchup had its own uh, video on YouTube from that last show. So instead of everything all at once, you can go and watch it from the beginning and at your own pace, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's very cool. Absolutely. All right, boys, it is time for our showstopper segment. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so for our Showstopper segment this week, this kind of ties back into what we were talking about earlier with WWE releases. And of course, from that list of very notable talent, uh, you know, right at the top, we were talking Braun Strowman. And back in 2020, um, part of an interview that, uh, that Braun did uh, kind of brought on this, um, this topic here. Actually, the title of the episode, too, of Never Saying Never. Um, here's a quote uh, that Braun um, had from an um, interview back in 2020. Uh, the day that I take my wrestling boots off for WWE is the day that I stop wrestling. I will not wrestle for anyone else. I've been given an opportunity from Vince McMahon and WWE at life that I would have never gotten. I told him a long time ago, the day I take my boots off for you, I'm done. I mean that. So, having said that, of course, you know, with him being part of those releases and whatnot, as I mentioned earlier, the first company that comes up, of course, is Braun's going to AEW. Braun's going to AEW. Knowing Braun's history with the WWE, you know, that's essentially one of the only wrestling companies that he really worked for of any kind of notoriety. And just given, you know, some previous mental health issues and, and just, um, knowing the guy through interviews and whatnot and just kind of seeing the mindset, you know, and doing the research for this. Um, I'm inclined to believe him that this is it for him. You know, he would work for the WWE. He'll go back to like the, the strong man kind of stuff. He'll have more cachet now that he's been with the WWE. So um, it'll be kind of almost like the Mark Henry type of effect, but in reverse, um, you know, I, I think he could be extremely successful in some other things, but I'm inclined to believe him that his wrestling days are, are done. Um, and he just seems like that kind of individual that is a man of his word. What do you guys think? Oh, let's start with our, I guess, JPJ. Why? Thank you. Um, I, I believe him too. I think I think if there were anyone that was going to do the thing where maybe he just goes away for a little bit and then re-signs down the line, mm-hmm. it was going to be him of this batch. Um, yeah. Obviously, like you said, when people get released, the first thing you do is like, oh, where's where are they going to go? They're going to go to AEW, New Japan, blah blah blah, blah. You know, and that's just the natural thing to do when when these things happen. Um, it's hard for me to envision Strowman going anywhere. You know, like, yes, I could see him in Japan, big, you know, monster American heat, like whatever he would do. Um, they've done that before with guys. Um, but yeah, I think either he comes back to WWE down the line or he just goes on with the next chapter in his life. I could easily yeah. see him, not that he has the greatest promo or acting skills. I could see him maybe acting, being a monster not a lot of lines, one line person in Hollywood. Like he, the guy is a one, like you, I've never, he's huge. He's like six, not, he's a, just a giant man. And when you see him, he stands out 100%. He's almost as giant as, uh, maybe not quite as giant as the man in your background there, but uh, yeah. No, not, not like this guy. Where is it? But yeah, I totally agree with you, dude, that, uh, that I think that um, he's somebody that could come back further down the road or, you know, we'll go with the Hollywood route or something like that. But as for wrestling for any other companies, I'm, I'm inclined. I mean, like he just, he, to me strikes me as a guy that it's, you know, I know some people say, well, you know, he's working us. I don't think so in this case. I really don't think so. What are your thoughts, Carl? Because I could tell you're just like, you're just, you're intrigued. You're, you got something to say there. Okay, I know you well enough. Harry and the Hendersons. Awesome. Yeah, he'd be great. Right? 
Yeah. Let's do a yeah. remake of Harry and the Hendersons and let's use Braun Strowman. Good call. Good yeah. Call. That would be amazing. That would that would be something that I would love to see. Yeah. Um, what about a remake of The Princess Bride? Uh, no. No? I, n- I never want to see that remade. Yeah. I figured, never I, do I want to see... Just because yeah. of, of yeah. Andre and because of... It was Robin Wright's... Yeah, I don't think you could like, ever do that with... Debut yeah. Yeah. into Wright. Um, Princess Bride is a movie that is very close and dear to my heart. It is mm-hmm. a movie that I have watched probably three million different <laughs> times. Yeah. I own several... <laughs> Um, several uh, versions of the covers for that movie. It is uh, one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. Um, Never say never. Never say never. Shawn Michaels said the exact same thing. I'm done. I'm done. Money talks, bullshit walks. He did it for the money. And we're, we're looking at this. Is Braun Strowman going to need money now when i look at these different things i'm thinking okay we do know as 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 mighty joe has said um <laughs> braun foot, braun foot. Braun foot. <laughs> Love it. mighty Good joe call, did baby. mention that um you know there has been some some mental issues that have that have been yeah. there right well which yeah. i know yeah. absolutely all of us have have at one point in time or another have been through it's natural it's normal Stop stigmatizing it, okay? It happens, okay? So what if he does go into a little bit of a uh, a meltdown, a mental breakdown? Um, Who's going to help him out? Um, Redbeard? Hmm. Can can we maybe see Eric, Eric Redbeard, or Eric Rowan, as he was known? Can we maybe see him go, hey, hey, Braun, I'm doing indie stuff, man. It's fun. There's no bullshit. There's no nothing. I'm just going out there. I'm making a couple of bucks. I'm having a great time doing it. I'm signing autographs for people, and I'm happy. Maybe you want to come along with me for a couple of shows and just, uh, you know, kind of see how this feels for you. Uh, even though I know, I know what you said. I, I totally get what you said, and 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 that's really awesome. Of, you know, for for you to be so loyal to uh, Vince McMahon for everything that he's done for you. But, dude, look at your size. Look at what you can do. Yeah. You you can definitely be a draw, man. Even if it's just at independent shows, and you'll be very happy. Yeah. Well, and, and I and JPJ hit on it too that uh, like in Japan. Like he would be like an attraction. Like, oh yeah. Just knowing oh, yeah. that Japan audience, they 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 very much like their homegrown and their their local heroes. No denying that. But the other flip side that too, Japan, they also like things that are very very different. Like things that really kind of stand out. They pop like large for that. Like when when like a Brock or like a Hogan or something comes over there, they lose their shit. Um, like for, for Japanese people, you know, um, but, um, but yeah, it's the type of thing where, yeah, I'd like to see him kind of do some other stuff, but like, like I said, for, for, for myself, what really strikes me is just like, I really, he does seem like somebody of integrity and just knowing that, you know, he has been in some weird places mentally yeah. th- throughout, um, the time. And I, that could just be a matter of, um, from working with WWE that tends to kind of yeah. uh, affect people in that, in that respect. But uh, yeah, go ahead, uh, Joe. Yeah, I, I do think, right, right. So this was taken from 2020. Yeah. Okay. 2020, he's making a, over a million dollars a year wrestling. Year later, and, he now is making no money yeah. with no job. So again, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm, I agree with you 
Mighty Joe, like from all the interviews and things I've heard, he does seem like a loyal, like he wouldn't say that if he didn't mean it type person. But at the same time, his circumstances are completely different right now. Yep. And that can change an opinion real quick, you know? So it's like, like never say never is, was the, you know, that's what we're saying, right? Like, yeah, like he could have meant that when he was signed to a three or four year contract, making a million dollars. And in his brain, he's like, oh, I'm going to do this forever. I'm going to do this for 10 years, 12 years. And then I'm going to retire with all this money and things like that. And then a year later, nope, see ya. And that could change an opinion you know so and, and the situations that can change rather rapidly too like, like you know to even turn this kind of internally with myself my my previous quote-unquote day job you know going into that and, and doing it for for a little while i figured it was one of those things that's really like i kind of enjoy it. i was like oh you know what that this seems like it's pretty good I'll, I'll probably never end up going anywhere else guess what folks i work for a completely different company now so yeah. uh, situations can change and they can change rapidly as well so um I, I totally feel you on that as well it'd be interesting to uh to see if he does any interviews coming up soon to, to, to kind of to see where his, his head is kind of yeah. at and what his opinions are and whatnot but uh, like i said uh uh, for, for myself, like if I were to pick a destination for him, I, I, th- I think when we were talking on the Love Wrestling Reacts, I think I had picked Impact. Uh, for me, yeah. I, I would have to change that now. I think that New Japan, like I said, do he could like be like an attraction. It like, just matches with like him, uh, like with uh, like Shingo, uh, even like Minoru Suzuki could be like to see uh, Minoru yeah. go after like a big guy like Braun. Just try to kill him. Be kind just of un- unique. Um, you know, Ishii and, and those kind of guys like there's he could match up really well. And I th- like I said, yeah, I think he could be like that big, larger than life attraction in, in, uh, in New Japan. That, that'd be like crazy to see that. Like I would yeah. pop pretty large for that. Because oh, um, yeah. I know a lot of people were down on Braun for a while, but I think like he really did like improve like leaps and bounds for for like a while at the beginning. Like he <sighs> wasn't anything kind of special, but boy, did he ever improve. I think he was the best part of that triple threat match. Yeah. He was the best yeah. part of that. It was the over. best he had he looked from over. an in ring. He got oh over. Oh my god! Yeah. When you think about where he and I know we talked about it on went on the Love Wrestling reacts, but like yeah. when you think about that feud with Roman, yeah, and where he was from an over standpoint, it is crazy that like three years, not even you know <laughs> three three and a half years later, he's not with like that guy was over during that feud with Roman for, like top guy yeah. stuff for me it actually happened before that believe it or not uh, because I was for a while like I was not the biggest Braun Strowman fan but for me like where the, the switch got flipped was I, I forget what show I, I can't remember if it was weekly television or if it was one of their pay-per-views or, or, or network specials or whatever they call them now when he pushed Kevin Owens off of that stage in a porta potty like when they ran like bulldozed over that and he knocked it uh, like he won me over that. I was like, okay, that like gave me like a little bit of like a glimpse back to the attitude era days. And like, I, I became a, a fan. He, he got over with me, Joe, uh, when he pushed Kevin Owens over in a porta potty. That was like fantastic. I, like, it was just, yeah, it was just so cool. He, he was just this big dude, just destroying shit yep. all the time. Yep. Yep. Tipping over cars, yep. throwing people off, yep. you know, whatever, just tearing things on. Even at WrestleMania, when he ripped the cage. Yeah. When when Shane and he just ripped the cage off, awesome. Yeah, it was just awesome. Yeah, and like they got away from that and they tried to make him this like almost like funny guy kind of. And like I I get it, you want people to you know you want to see what they can do in other aspects, but like 
he should have just been a monster destroying shit the whole time. And he would have been Agreed. probably one of, if not the most popular guy in your company easily. Yeah. And it's just like, man, come on. You know, you gotta be better than that. It would be, be really cool. Like dream scenario matchup for me over in Japan. And I would do like at a big show, like I would go like wrestle kingdom for this, right? You have uh, either the other individual or you have Braun come out and you have one of them do like an open challenge. I, I would say maybe Braun, and then you bring out Brock Lesnar. Oh man. Brock Lesnar versus Braun over in Japan. Dude. Yeah. Oh, money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huge. Yeah, that would be, I mean, yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. That would actually <laughs> almost be something you would have to book and set up because of the amount of money. Uh, having a surprise, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. you yeah, could, yeah, couldn't yeah. capitalize fully money-wise on that, but if you could, like, set that up and then, like, book it and promote it, <laughs> that'd be huge. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. like, awesome. Even without that, both of those names there, all you would have to do is, uh, you know, tout that both of them are going to be there, right? Yeah. And and that's that's going to draw people in no matter what. Yep. If Braun Strowman is going to be there, we don't know what he's going to be there for. But oh, we, we're hearing that uh, you know, oh Brock Lesnar, he's signed to be on the show as well. Oh, amazing! Sounds good. We're going to get to see both these guys in the same night. Wow! Yep. Holy shit! This is yep. going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, as Vince McMahon would say, that actually is such good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because wow. Brock is still <laughs> like unde- yeah, yeah. undeniable. Like I think still, and he hasn't wrestled in how long now. Brock is still probably like the biggest oh, yeah. money draw in professional wrestling, mm-hmm. wherever he would go. I yeah. think we'll be seeing him soon. Yeah. I, would, I would have yeah. to guess we'll be seeing him just the great, sometime soon. The great debate yeah. is where is it going to happen? Where's yep. it gonna happen? Because like I had mentioned, I, I forget now because we do like we do so much stuff that um, like Braun, uh, not Braun, Brock likes to. He's very loyal to the WWE, but he also likes to dabble and experiment in oh, other yeah. things. He he has been new over in New Japan before. He has done some mixed martial arts, so it would not be out of um, it wouldn't be out of left field for him to show up in New Japan. But um, like I said, it would just it would be money, and if it was against Brock, I mean. That, that would just be uh, pretty freaking cool, in, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. What, we could go, like, go on for like hours and hours talking about this kind of stuff, <laughs> but know. we do eventually need to wrap things up here. But uh, before we do go, a um, couple of uh, housekeeping things. Let us talk one more time about the Trevor Project for those who maybe have tuned in on the second half of the show and missed us uh, talking about it. Carl, JPJ, tell us more about the Trevor Project and how you can donate to this absolutely fantastic cause. JBJ, let us know exactly what the Trevor Project is, please. Yeah, so they are a organization that helps uh, with the LGB, what, LGBTQ plus community. Um, they help in all sorts of facets, um, but they do help with suicide prevention as well, especially with the youth in yeah. that community. Um, the suicide rate is bad everywhere um but specifically in this community with the youth and just not knowing if they'll fit in and you know things like that it's uh it's a problem and the trevor project goes out of their way to help people when they're dealing with this type of stuff um on love wrestling spencer love and josh robinson had a great talk um last night and they talked about it more in depth i would recommend um to check that out on YouTube and t- the replay on Twitch and just stuff like that. Like that was a great open discussion uh, about kind of Josh's history and getting into wrestling and stuff like that. And about the gay, the LGBTQ community in wrestling. Um, 
but yeah, the Trevor project deals with that. And I know specifically Josh was very open in those chats that it helped him a lot. Like when he came out last year and things like that. And so it's not only about when you're at that level, you know, when you're at a scary point, like thinking about suicide or anything like that, it's in all aspects of whether it's to help coming out and you don't know how to do it or anything along those lines, they are there to support, to support people in that community. And here at love wrestling, it means a lot to us. It's an organization that is very close to us. And yeah, it's something that we're very proud of making more awareness and raising money this month for this organization. Absolutely. And for that, you guys can actually help with that you guys know that normally i am very extravagant when i am talking doing these types of segments but for this one i'm going to tone it down a little bit so if you feel so inclined go to donate.tiltify.com slash at love wrestling ca slash trevor project to go and donate we will put a link to that on our social media pages as we have done already so if you are part of our social media pages go and check that out but again if you feel so inclined and if you can't share the link out because that will help too again donate.tiltify.com slash at love wrestling ca slash trevor project Absolutely. And throw it back over to you, JPJ. Uh, tell all of the Timberwolves talk listeners and viewers what you have going on over at Love Wrestling these days. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got some good stuff going on over there. Um, I do try to hop on with any reactions and things like that. I know. Um, but I do have the war report with my buddy Matt, the franchise we call him. Uh, for the next couple weeks, I think we're going to be changing the format. We're going to have two separate shows. So there'll be two war report shows with aew kind of being on fridays and saturdays for the rest of this month with the nba playoffs uh we're going to be doing our normal thursday spot that will just be nxt though and then like we've been doing the last couple weeks we'll have the live sunday morning i believe both might actually end up being live hopefully but at least the sunday morning one at you know early morning 8 a.m eastern time will be live and that will turn into just an aew review for the next few weeks but the war report is usually on thursdays we deep dive into all the segments, all the matches of both NXT and AEW. And then also on Thursdays, Thursday nights, uh, and Mighty Joe, you help produce this show with us, which is a great help. Um, we have Between Two Beards. Love that, uh, that is me and Pluggo, my buddy John at Wrestle, Wrestle Plug Inc. Uh, follow him on all those social medias too. Um, we've been doing it for about a month now. I think we've had four shows. It's been a lot of fun. Very, very fan interactive. Nice. We try to you know, talk about what you guys in the chat want to talk about. We've had some cool guests. We have a very cool guest this week, um, Alex Zane from MLW, who just got drafted. Big-time guest. He's going to be on the show. I believe we might even be having a draft with him. I'm going to keep that quiet until the official announcement, but some nice. cool stuff uh, with coming up on Between Two Beards. That's been a lot of fun. And then uh, we do have a takeover next Sunday as well, so we will be having a live reacts after that, which I will be a part of because NXT is kind of what I do. Um, so, yeah, lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. That, and that's just me. Yeah. We have <laughs> other people doing way – we got everything. And now you guys are on here with this show. Like we got – we're just building and building and building. We got a crew of not only talented people but, more importantly, great people. And, uh, yeah, man, we're killing it. We're killing it. And handsome. 
Don't yes. forget handsome. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you know what? Even more than that, what the common thread with all of that is, is that we love love wrestling. wrestling. There we go. All right, Carl, uh, before I let people know what we got going on over at Love Wrestling with Termoco Rewind, uh, just to, to give another brief, uh, let you give another brief plug for our, our sponsors. Definitely, we got two sponsors. Um, still nothing from our non-sponsored friends over at Dr. Pepper. Maybe uh, oh, hopefully yes. soon. That would be amazing. <laughs> right. But we do have sponsors over at Phoenix, fnxfit.com. Great workout supplements and workout gear over there. Go and check them out. They're absolutely fantastic with everything that they do. Shipping is reasonably priced and quick. So everything, everything from there is fantastic. Check them out, fnxfit.com. Again, when you use the promo code you're going to get yourself 15% off your entire purchase. Now, that promo code, what is it? TB Talk Pod, just like our social media is. TB Talk Pod. That's all you need when you're checking out everything over at fnxfit.com. Every week, we're telling you about collarandelbowbrand.com. Guys, Still, I absolutely love everything that I have gotten from ColorAndElbowBrand.com. When it incepted and originated, I jumped on that bandwagon. We are actually the first Color and Elbow branded sponsored podcast, which is absolutely fantastic. I love being able to say that. And I got a bunch of gear when we first started and I still have all of it and it's going on three years and it all still looks great and feels amazing. Go and get yourself something from colorandelbowbrand.com. Use that promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself a sweet 10% off. That's JKPODCAST for 10% off at colorandelbowbrand.com. Absolutely. Well said, Carl. And for you and I, coming up this week over on Love Wrestling with Turnbuckle Rewind, we will be going back to WrestleMania 12, the Hollywood Backlot Brawl, Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Goldust. Uh, that's one that I've been really, really looking forward to. And uh, for those who haven't seen and heard about this, you guys are in for one hell of a treat. Uh, it's uh, going to be absolutely incredible. And uh It'd be a fun one to, to watch along. Like, uh, we'll see if we can set it up. I know we haven't done it for every episode, but see if we can set up like a timestamp type. I know that's a little tricky with that, but uh, if you guys can actually like watch along as we're doing, I think you'll really kind of uh, get it because like this this is like a really really like it's very different, but I think uh, people are gonna dig it. It's uh, and it features uh, my favorite guy of all time, Roddy Roddy Piper. So um, it's gonna be good. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, definitely it will be. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up here. Uh, thank you, for, as always, for being on, Carl. And thanks to our friend JPJ for being on. Um, this was cool. Uh, I think we will be having you on several, several times, sir. It was a blast. That would be awesome. Thank you guys for having me. This was a fun, fun time. Absolutely, awesome. Carl. All right, guys. That's about time to wrap it up. And we'll see you guys on the next one.
it's me, it's me. It's an Armin B to B. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially lit up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Thank you.